Hello and welcome to Sustainable, a simple podcast about complex topics with me, your host, Thomas Empson. Understanding what we can do for the future can feel overwhelming. So this podcast is here to help you understand what you can do on the daily and how you can strive to make bigger ripples. I'll be speaking with influential folk working in design and engineering, the circular economy and environmental impact. Our aim is to reduce the jargon, reuse the inspiration and recycle the sense. So listen in as I ask the experts, are we sustain able? Hello everyone and welcome to the latest instalment of Sustain Able with me your host Thomas Empson. Today I'm joined by Severa Davis who is Head of Learning at the Design Museum. I've invited Severa along because we've done some work together on something called the Great Competition and I wanted to talk to Severa a little bit more about the, the idea behind that competition. Um, but first off, Sever, I'd like to start off by saying, first of all, thank you for coming along, giving up your time today. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at the Design Museum and just introduce yourself because you know yourself far better than I do. <laughs> um, yes, well, um, a big thank you, Thomas, for the invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here. And uh, hello, listeners, um, <laughs> wherever you are. Um, so yes, as Thomas said, I'm Severa Davis and I'm Head of Learning at the Design Museum, um, which is a museum based in London and in West London in Kensington. And um, the museum as a, as a whole is focused on making the impact of design visible. Now that means lots of things. Um, and my role in that uh, is, is the learning team. So I lead the learning team and we run all sorts of programs mm-hmm for people of all ages and all, I guess you'd say, um, degrees of interest in design. So we aim to provide programs that will appeal to the man on the street who might wander in for just curious, all the way through to the design community and practicing designers who are thinking about design day in, day out. Uh, We run programs for young kids and families um, and like to support those design and making skills early on in, in young people. We run programs for schools so they can kind of get a bit more stuck in to design concepts and particularly to see how design connects to the wider landscape of um, the economy, uh, the environment and society at large. Brilliant. Um, all the way through to college students and uh, university students and then adult learners as well. And we get a lot of people coming to the museum to participate in our workshops and symposia just because they're they're curious about a particular topic. And yep. so we try to enlighten them around the role of design in the world. Amazing. That. And it's also a great place to go and just see some awesome exhibitions that are very cutting edge controversial you know absolutely absolutely so um, there's a permanent collection which is free to access as well as um, two temporary exhibition spaces Um, so as an example for now at the at the minute as we talk we've got two exhibitions on an exhibition around the filmmaker Stanley Kubrick and really he was kind of a design obsessive (laughs) so um We've we've got that on, and I'd recommend that to you know to really to anybody if you're interested in film or you're interested in art direction or you're interested in design. Um, that's that's a great exhibition. It really goes deeply into his thinking behind his films. Yeah. And then we've also got an exhibition of the architect David Ajay, the British Ghanaian architect, um, which really looks at how he's approached his work. Um, 
the stories behind them. Yeah. Um, but that's just that's just what we have on at the minute. Amazing. And yeah, for our listeners, it's just an amazing place to go and lose yourself for a day in thought and just kind of yeah for all designers and creatives it's just a really um iconic place in london to go to so highly recommend if you've never been there please do go along several can i ask you very quickly how did you get into that role so i ask all of my uh, interviewees just to give us a bit of an idea of their career journey and the key yeah. things that got yeah, led you to be that's working a really, there a uh, really lovely question actually and i um i'm delighted to hear that you asked that of most people because i think that's that's always one of the most interesting things isn't it <laughs> yeah um so i um my background academic background is in architecture and urban design and mm -hmm. i worked um you know, in industry as you'd say for um, a long time um, mm -hmm. over 10 years and as an architect and urban designer and did lots of work um, in london particularly with the local authorities hackney um, in particular mm -hmm. looking at um, different um, transport hubs and the sort of activity that happens around them um, including um, the buildings and the design of those buildings and how you can be contextual mm -hmm. um, and then um, and that was great and I loved it but um, I felt like I was doing a lot of work where I was I was doing um, particularly urban design work that was um, sitting on a shelf often yeah, um, okay. and not kind of becoming a, r a real thing mm -hmm. and I wanted to have more of an, a direct impact I suppose through design um, and if, I, if I'm totally honest and this is something that um, probably wouldn't have been easy for me to admit at the start of my career um, mm. I don't think I was the best designer I think my mm -hmm. my skills are suited to being an advocate for design okay. but not yeah. actually doing the design myself mm -hmm. um, and so I found myself in a situation where I was thinking about what else I might do and I was really passionate about the um, design's responsibility to the world and yeah. designer's responsibility in the world. And uh, that led me to an organization, essentially a think tank, um, where I did a lot of work around um, research into design's role and advocated for design to have a um, to have a bigger role in addressing the the greatest social, environmental, and economic challenges that we face today as a as a society at, at large. You know, it's not just here in the UK, but mm. the whole world. The issues that we're facing. Yep. And um, and through that, I ended up doing a lot of work around design education because mm -hmm. um, it starts with young people. It starts with the next generation. And that's what then eventually led me to um, the design museum yep. and to lead the learning team there. So um, that's really what I'm passionate about is sharing um, sharing my passion for design's role in addressing these big issues, but also in, in having a healthy debate and dialogue with other people about yep. where they think design can um, add value. Amazing, I think it's really interesting that you've said that because for our listeners, I had a really similar career where I started off in fashion and realized I wasn't the best fashion designer I was much more about branding and concept and that's got what got me into teaching fashion marketing and then I'm now kind of completely changing my career and looking yeah. at sustainable engineering yeah. so you you just got to try things and do things and like Absolutely. life leads you in yeah. whatever way you're meant to be and led think, in and I think um, it's really interesting that you're you know it's in I wouldn't I wouldn't trade my that those years I had in uh, my design education or those years I had in industry but at mm -hmm. the same time and it, it um, 
it took me a while to realize that actually, you know, I wasn't the best designer, and that's a hard thing to admit. And mm. I don't know if you felt similarly, but um, I think it's I've now realized that my skills are much better suited to some of the work that I do now. So absolutely, you've, you, you've got to try everything and just yeah. s and see what what your strengths are, and yeah. Um, yeah, and kind of be guided by your work. So that introduction introduction sorry was a really um, a really nice way of leading on to the questions that now I want to ask you actually because we've worked together on something called The Great Competition and I just wanted to get you to tell our listeners exactly what The Great Competition is from a, from your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, the, the one-liner is that The Great Competition is a um, national design and engineering competition for undergraduates um, that's been developed by the Design Museum uh, together with the Royal Commission for the Exhibition of 1851. Yeah. And um, that it's really about how design and engineering can work together um, and to take those two terms design and engineering in the broadest sense yep. you know that this isn't just um, th these two disciplines I guess are um, broadening mm -hmm. um, every day yep. and what we mean by those things is changing and technology of course comes into that there's lots of talk about innovation and innovation the way that innovation brings those two things together and so this program is really about supporting um, design and engineering students to think across disciplines and to think about how they use their skills to to innovate for the 21st century. And yep. going back to what I said before around how do we address some of these big issues that we're facing? Um, in this case, the great competition is um, that the theme for this year has been focused on sustainable manufacture. Yep. So um, really thinking about the environmental challenges that we face and what's designs and engineering's role in helping us to uh, tackle and hopefully solve some of those issues. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that it doesn't touch on other issues that, you know, economic systems or um, social sustainability as well. So yeah. all of that comes into it as well. I hope that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I think from, you know, from my perspective, it was really great to work with you guys and see someone like the Design Museum look at sustainability and bring that into the conversation around design and to bring engineering actually into that conversation. Obviously that's the angle that I was coming from. Yeah. So I think it's it's really interesting that you're kind of encapsulating design and engineering together and kind of saying this whole community needs to be looking at that. And I and I, that kind of is my next question is what what was the inspiration around making the competition founded around sustainability and sustainable manufacturing? What was that something that you as the institution wanted to do was it something that the funders wanted to do where yeah. where did that ideal idea bubble up from um i guess it, it kind of was a lot of things coming together so um you touched on it you know when you just said that you were pleased to see the design museum sort of thinking in that way and i think mm. the um the design museum as a whole is recognizes of course that we need to acknowledge um that in some ways design hasn't been that responsible or that sustainable in the past mm. and so it's our role as a as a public institution and showcasing the best of design we need to demonstrate um a different future yeah and we need to put 
sustainable design, for example, on a pedestal and not just things that might historically have been considered aesthetically pleasing, but actually are, are doing harm, for example, to the environment. Mm. Um, I'm kind of generalizing there, but I, th I think you know what I mean. Yep. Um, and so that's certainly been um, a growing force and a growing um, idea that the Design Museum wants to support. Mm -hmm. Then the Royal Commission for the Exhibition of 1851, who are the um, partners and funders on this project, um, their interest is really in looking at the legacy of the Great Exhibition of 1851. Mm -hmm. and. What does that mean in the 21st century? Sort of how do we innovate for industry yep. um, in a totally different context than it was in the 19th century? Um, and we still have industrial innovation. It just looks slightly different than it might have yeah, back no. then. Yep. Um, and then the third piece in all of this is the government's industrial strategy. Yep. So that was released a couple of years ago now. and that really prioritizes um, a couple of things um, that the government sees that are um, areas where industry needs to focus its attention. Mm -hmm. So those are um, on an aging society, which presents both challenges but also opportunities. Yep. Um, clean growth, which is um, and, you know the move to a circular economy, need for clean energy. And, and then thirdly, the data economy and um, AI and the future of all of that. And the final is the future of mobility. So looking mm. at um, not just the transport of people, but also of products or how do we, you know, what does it look like to transport a service? So, you know, thinking about all of this. Mm. All of those four themes, of course, dovetail um, in lots of ways. But um, taking that as our inspiration, we then, the, the, the 1851 Commission and the Design Museum, looking at the industrial strategy, said, what do we want to be our priority this year? And we decided mm -hmm. that it was around sustainable manufacturing. So that's that's where it all came from. That was a long-winded answer. But, it I, didn't, didn't, yeah. but I think in, in what you're saying there, it's so current. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the universities that I went and spoke to about the competition to encourage take-up, their feedback was that you know, this is this is something that we, as young new creatives, designers, engineers, these are the kind of briefs that we want. We want this to be the norm. Yeah. So I think it's really commendable that you've kind of taken on the you know the current strategy that's out there and that response to this data that we can no longer ignore. That, that that's nothing that you, it's too big to brush under any carpet. It's kind of there and it's on every latest. Netflix series exactly. or every newspaper that you pick up it's it's staring us in the face so I think that giving this brief to the future of design future of engineering and kind of saying create something in this space just is a really nice thing to have worked on yeah. yourself so thank you for, for letting me be a part of that but just for you to give those young creatives that opportunity and yeah. that freedom to create in that space I yeah. think that's really and um, one of the things that's I think um, really exciting about it is that um, you know we didn't specify that with this brief that it needed to be from a particular discipline mm -hmm. um, or that the responses needed to be um, one particular thing. It, it could yeah. if it if the solution wanted to be a product, it could be. If it wanted to be a um, 
new proposal for a manufacturing system it could be mm -hmm. so um, and this is obviously where where we're going with you know design more generally is that it's not so much discipline led as mm -hmm. um, really going back to the roots of design and thinking about what's the problem and what's the right solution and of course yeah. there's you know there's multifaceted solutions to lots of problems um, and the other thing is just that and building on your point is that I think um, you know, we really can't ignore this anymore. This is mm -hmm. no longer a choice for designers or engineers or really anyone, mm -hmm. but actually we are, um, we really have a responsibility to address these issues that we face. Um, you know, and the, the statistics are, um, are quite grave as we know, you mm -hmm. know, we hear things, you know, a couple of months ago, it was that we had 15 years to save the planet, then it sort of was 12 and now it's you know we have a year and a half to um, at least as it relates to climate change mm. and um, the temperature on earth we have you know a year and a half to address these issues so for me it's um, it's moved very quickly from being a something that was like a nice to have to mm -hmm. a real um, you know we must do this yeah and as as stark as um, the statistics are, I think the exciting thing is that people are galvanized yeah. around this and yep. young people in particular, which is incredibly admirable. Definitely. And I certainly feel that. And I don't know if that's just because when you're you're working in this realm of sustainability and opportunity, but it, I, I do feel that it, it's very of the now and people are changing and it's at the forefront of everything as opposed to just this nice add on. So just a really nice brief so i know we're still in the the middle of this conversation uh, sorry competition as we're recording That's this right. yeah um my next question was going to be can you talk a little bit about what it's achieved what are the outcomes is it too soon to talk about that um how's how's it looking yeah <laughs> um it's sort of too soon but i'll but let me say a few things um yeah. we just had the the um, first stage of judging actually in the last couple of days mm. um, so it's fresh in my mind in some ways um, so the first thing to say is that it was so inspiring to see mm -hmm. so many people responding with their um, ideas for products and services and systems mm. and networks even you know we had a proposal for a network um, around this issue and how we um, can really make more sustainable manufacturing uh, a reality um, so that's the first thing to say. Um, the We had a very illustrious judging panel um, looking at the work um, chaired by Sir Christopher Frayling, who might be known to some of the um, listeners out there. Mm -hmm. And they were really impressed with the with the caliber of the work that the um, the students submitted and students were allowed to submit as individuals or as teams. And uh, we didn't know that when we were looking at the work. Um, I should say I wasn't on the judging panel. I was there to just <laughs> make sure it was all above board. Yeah. Um, and so the, the judges were looking at the work just based on the idea yep. and judging it against um, really three ju judging criteria. So first was identification of the need or problem. Mm -hmm. The next was um, how it was sort of demonstrated innovation and cross-disciplinary thinking. Mm -hmm. And the third was that crucial thing of what is the social and environmental benefit of the solution? What impact might it have if this were to be taken up? Um, and the judges were extremely impressed with the range of ideas presented. But I think it is worth saying that actually one of the things that came up in the judging discussion was that, I'm not sure you would call it disappointment, um, but a feeling that 
people were thinking mostly about consumer products and not about changing the whole system of manufacturing or changing um, you know economic structures now I appreciate that these mm -hmm. are big yeah. um, things to, to tackle but that was that probably be the comment I would make on behalf of the judges which is that they they would have liked to have seen more um, more aspirational, really big proposals, right, um, okay. even yeah. as speculative as that might have been. Yeah. And we got really well-developed proposals for how we might rethink consumer products. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say to anyone who might be thinking about entering, um, if this goes ahead in the next couple of years, to really think uh, bigger yeah, about okay. how we tackle these challenges. And actually that leads me on to my next question. So I was going to ask, what, what are the next steps for the Design Museum in terms of learning? But specifically is there more intention to look at this domain of sustainability and maybe from the entire design museum yeah, or just from your yeah. department what, what's um, the next steps definitely well um so as it relates to the great competition mm -hmm. um we hope to be able to run that again um i can't say for sure at this point um but i hope it's something we'll continue mm -hmm. and i think there's a real appetite for that um topic of um, whether or not sustainable manufacture or um, just environmental responsibility um, more broadly mm. in, in directed in a different way. Um, and for the museum more broadly, both in terms of our exhibition program, but also our learning program, um, sustainability is absolutely at the heart of, of what we're doing. So mm -hmm. as an example, we run um, some schools workshops on materials mm -hmm. um, and increasingly that's talking about um, how materials can be recycled or reused, repurposed, mm -hmm. um, and also the raw materials that go into the, the materials that we you know, know and that most of yeah. our products are made from. Um, so that features heavily in our learning program as well, um, not only because we feel that um, it's important that we are putting that out there, but there's also a demand from our um, the people that come to the museum that yeah. we should be talking about that. So it goes both ways. I think we're trying to lead that discussion, but mm -hmm. also responding to what people want to hear and what people want to know about. And then um, with our exhibition program, it's something that um, is coming up again and again. Mm -hmm. um, and and you'll see it, for example, even in that David Ajay exhibition that I mentioned that's on right now. Um, a lot of that talk is about the materials that he uses in mm -hmm. his work. Um, and so that features there as well. Um, that's probably all I can say at the minute. Um, yeah. But um, watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> I think it's not it's not going away. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Brilliant. Thank you. Now, the, the kind of final part of each podcast that I do is I ask yourself the the interviewee um Sebra, do you think we can currently sustain our our current existence our current consumption and production patterns um as humanity at the minute i think we know the answer to that question don't we <laughs> um <laughs> i mean it's um you know the, well it's a short answer which is no um but I think we can't be defeatist about all of it and we have yeah. to say actually what's our role um, as um, consumers because in addition to being um, designers or creatives and people trying to make change we're also consuming um, and we have to think about it from both sides um, and I'm 
as I, I sort of alluded to this before, I think, you know, the statistics are really grave and the situation mm-hmm. feels like it becomes more um, pressing by the day, literally by the day. The, the headlines are changing and um, it's clear that we can't sustain those um, current consum- production and consumption patterns mm-hmm. that we're um, currently, um, y- you know, having. Mm-hmm. So... But we have to see this as um, as an opportunity as well. Yep. And as we know, often know, some of the best design comes from um, necessity and, and the need to think differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hopeful um, that we can do something about it. Um, and it's, it's really urgent. Um, yep. And I hope that um, going back to that earlier point around it's no longer a choice. Mm-hmm. It's now, for me, fundamental that designers are thinking about how they can address this um, in, their, in their work um, mm-hmm. and also in their own lives as consumers as well. Yeah. I think a lot about this. And I, it's interesting because I've just noticed um, even you know, for myself, it, it feels every day it comes up more and more and it's something that I'm thinking about in the choices that I, I make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Severa, thank you so much for your time. We've, we've come to the end of the interview there. Um, I think it just, yeah, thank you for coming along, telling us what the Design Museum are up yeah. to in this space. Um, anything that we've talked about, I'll put links at the bottom so people can read a little bit Great. more about anything that they're interested in. Um, and we shall be watching and, and, and seeing what the Design Museum continue to do yeah. in this kind of space yeah. sp- oh, space of sustainability. Tripping well, thanks, over my time um, then. Thanks again for having me and um, and to you, Thomas, for supporting um, as we've tried to spread this message of the great competition. It's been wonderful working with you. And, and yeah, just to say to everyone, please come visit the Design Museum. Say hello. Um, and um, we'd love to have you. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Severa. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sustainable with me, your host, Thomas Empson. This is an independent podcast, so the views are my own, and who I choose to interview is a live account of my doctoral research journey. If you like what you heard, follow us on social, check out my website, or leave a review below.